You're listening to Gifted with Sheila White, a podcast that will inspire you. Its purpose is to uplift and entertain creatives to pursue their passions through their gifts. Sheila White is a film and television producer, author, and entrepreneur. And in each episode, Sheila talks with gifted individuals about their journey and the lessons they've learned. It will also inspire you to make an impact, living your best purpose-driven life with clarity. And now, here's your host, Sheila White. Welcome to another episode. I'm excited today. We've got some fun for you all today. You know what? Before we get started, I want you to tune in, call a friend, let someone know that we are on air today. I've got somebody that's going to make you laugh. I mean, if you could just see her smile, she's glowing, 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 and she has some fun for us today. So grab a pen, call a friend, let them know to tune in to Gifted with Sheila White because I've got someone that is so gifted. I mean, she's been gifted from heaven up above. Let me tell you, Um, she's gifted when it comes to different subjects. She has also been very involved in her church and her church, school and music and drama. She's on the go and she's a new mom as well. So we know how that is feeding time. We're actually doing this during nap time as well. So, but I'm going to save the comedy for her. You know, my guest today, Nikki Hainer, um, she is just a person that touches your heart. I often talk about people that are heart centered messengers and that's what she is. She's a heart centered messenger. And you know what? She specializes in improvisation and improv um, or improvisational theater, as they say, it's a form of acting in which the actors create scenes uh, without any prior preparation. She's a master at that. You know, improv requires quick thinking, creativity, and the ability to think on your feet. I think that says she's a mom, right? All of those things. And so as we move forward, getting ready for this Mother's Day that's coming up on this weekend, I am so happy Downright excited to welcome our guest to the show, Gifted with Sheila White. Nikki, hey now. Hey, girl. <laughs> oh, hi. What an introduction. Thank you. I'm humbled. I think we're done. I think we got like five pages of introductions for you. So we had to kind of cut it short. Like I said, we're on baby nap time right now. So it's really important. You know, what got you interested in improvisation? Because, you know, that's a skill. That's that's tough. A lot of people just can't think that quickly. What got you, you into probably that? Probably my ADHD. <laughs> it's not a formal diagnosis. My mom likes to say she had me tested when I was a kid and they said I just had high idea productivity, but I'm knocking on the door if I'm not already there already. Um, so, you know, we don't like to prepare too far in advance yeah, and yeah. our brains are always kind of just going. It's just a way God has wired me, you know. He didn't wire me to be your accountant. You wouldn't want that. <laughs> you know, you are so funny. Sometimes you're on Facebook and you'll just be like, I'm in the backyard. I'm out here and you're in the by the woods or something. You're just talking as a suburban mom. I'm like, what is she doing? You are so funny. You know, that's a character just, I created. Oh, that's a character. That's not just you in the backyard. That's a character. No, okay. I'm like, what is, <laughs> you know what? I want you to, are there any mistakes in improv? Because you, people walk up there and they have to say th- something and you're thinking on the spot, but are there any mistakes? Because we as an audience don't know when it's a mistake or was done on purpose until you guys are done with the show. Sure. Uh, yeah, there's um, there's honing of the skill, right? So oh. if you want to make it good, there are some steps and some skills to learn to make it better. 
Mm. Um, so most people will say there's no mistakes in improv, but I would say you can do it better. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah, I can make you macaroni and cheese and overcook it. Uh, and it's wow. not that great, but if wow. I know how to cook better, it might, you know, yeah. that kind of a thing. So well, yeah, you're supposed to say yes. And so if I come up on the stage and I'm pretending I'm on a horse and then instead of you getting on a horse with me, you like knock me off my horse or something like that. That could be a missed opportunity to make a really fun, great scene. Oh, by you also getting on the horse with me saying, yes, and I'll get on the horse too, you know? Oh, that's yeah. how that works. Mm -hmm. Now, is it, is it, what's the most difficult part of improvisation? Because, you know, you're just walking into it. You know what I'm saying? Forming quick relationship. You got to define, do you got to decide on the fly? Who is mm -hmm. this person? Who am I today? Who are they to me? Like as, as you're going. So you're always looking for the relationship. You're always looking for the goal. You're trying to describe a setting. It's kind of like being a mom. You got the setting. You're in the kitchen. Things are happening. Things are going on. How is my relationship with this child today or whatever? That is really, really funny. You know, would you say that that's a form of acting? Because actors are memorizing lines, but they have to act out what it is. And you guys just kind of come up there and do what you do. So is there, there a similarity there? there? Well, a quick definition of acting is reacting. Okay. So that's a very... I think improv for me actually started as a tool to make myself a better actor. Um, so mm. I was an actor first. And so improv oh. was a tool that we used in order to relate to people and to really be in a mode so that you're not just up there waiting until it's your time to deliver your line. Oh. There's a lot of action and activity happens on your face and your body expression and, and those types of things. Wow. Wow. Now, who are some of your roles as an improv actor? Because, you know, you I'm sure you've seen people that you kind of look up to in this area. You learn from people and, you know, like you said, you hone in your skills. So who are some of those people that you look up to? I really like the show Whose Line Is It Anyway and anybody oh. on there. Uh, Wayne Brady is one of my absolute favorites. He can pretty much do no wrong in my mind, which is <laughs> he's great. I think he's hilarious as a host. Improv actors and comedians make really good hosts. And mm -hmm. that's actually one of my very favorite roles to do. Mm -hmm. um, so Dave usually takes the hosting role at the shows. Uh -huh. But I, while I do love comedy, and it is hard for me to like pinpoint, if you could only do one thing for the rest of your life, I hate that question because <laughs> I don't know what I want to be when I grow up, uh -huh. is um, I think host would be probably the one thing. Cause you're, you gotta keep the energy up. You have to engage people. You have to throw mm. some jokes in there. You might, you have to deal with curveballs. So it's like a ongoing puzzle and I really enjoy it. Wow. Wow. You know, that, that's really interesting. Speaking of Dave, who is the, I think, president and CEO of Wellverse Comedy. Let's talk about that a little bit. Let's get us, let's, let's yeah. give my friend Dave ups to him and things like that. And Bobby and the whole team. Um, you mentioned whose line and let's talk a little bit about his line and, and how that came about and, and that whole project. <laughs> well, his line was a fantastic fun show. I really enjoyed the format of it that also invited in a guest mm -hmm. host. So there's, um, you're forming new relationships amongst yeah. other creatives. I really enjoyed that. You highlight a stand up comedian, which I got to do on one of the episodes, which was a lot of fun. And then you gave 
Um, you gave a stage and you specifically Road to Eternity gave a stage <laughs> to um, clean comedy, which is harder to do. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's pretty easy to go to your base nature uh-huh. and uh, and want to make light of things in a way that isn't pleasing to Jesus. Yeah, um, yeah. it's that's not very hard to do. <laughs> wow. You know, and, and you guys are so good. And at that particular time, when you were doing his line, um, you were expecting <laughs> your first, I believe it was your first. And, and, and we were thinking, wow, is this baby going to be born any day now? They're just making comedy about any day now, any moment now we could. Is there a doctor in the audience or something? You know, I believe I was a week out from delivery. Yeah. I was wearing a belt, uh, one of those support belts. Cause I am a geriatric pregnancy, uh, person and yeah, which I found out means you gave, give birth to your own grandchildren. <laughs> That's a whole thing. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I was wearing a belt to keep that baby in. Mm. Wow. Wow. And everybody was like, oh my goodness. Every time something would happen, it's like keeping your eye on Nikki, keep your eye on her and things like but that. I just like to keep it suspenseful, you know. Yes. And it was, and it was, especially for the audience, because they kind of kept their eye on you every time something was going, you know, you just have a natural born gift. You have a gift from God. And I know that gifting is is something that um, is really important to you. Um, how do you describe your gifts? Because there's, it's more than one, but how do you describe your gifts? Because you could just come from left, from right, north or south, you, you know, with different things, you know, it's like all this stuff going on inside of that head and in your heart and everything. I have I, really great parents who were able to guide me into understanding. Uh, can I throw some scripture in here? Oh, yeah, yeah. Throw it. Go catch it. Go ahead, I throw did it. some research here and I just wanted to share God's word because you know what? I have nothing of value to offer apart from Christ. And okay. Okay. So here we go. Um, okay. I have a few, so I'm trying to find it. I'm on my husband's computer cause mine's having difficulties. Oh, and I was born in 1980. <laughs> so you're going to have to bear with me as I figure out how this one wants to scroll up. Okay. Psalm 139, 14 says, I pray, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. And I know that full well. Mm. So I, it would, uh, I would just get so excited if everybody could, could recognize that they have a creator Mm. and that he has plans for you, that Mm. he created you very specifically in the way that he felt like he, you needed to be created. Mm. And, um, he does that out of his own goodness and out of his own desire. And so if there's ever, he wants, hmm. so I want people to dive into how, what did he do for you? Oh, how did he create you? Yeah. And while it is important to understand how you are unique and what drives you, what God has planted in you, what he has given for you, that's important to look at. But we also have to look at people of the Bible, like Moses who were given a task and God said, I'll create that in you. Mm. I'll, I'll make you be able to do that. And so I, um, when you, when you talk about gifting, yeah, yeah. you have those natural gifts, yes. but then you yes. also have 
whatever God's going to give you along the way. It's not wow. just what you were born with. Things yeah. can happen and will yeah. always continuously be able to change and yeah. grow. And if you don't like who you are right now, then just ask what God wants you to do and where he wants you to go with it and allow him to create a new thing in you. You know, that's really interesting. You said that because as we're talking about gifting, um, it's really important, as you said, that we're, we're born with the gift. Everybody has a gift, some type of gift and things like that. But when you don't go to God to, to say, what is it that you want me to do? It, you know, what, what should I be doing and how should I be doing it? It's really important. So you're born with the gift, as you were saying. But then as you get older and as you mature and as you evolve, there's more gifts that could be, you know, that's in there that's being awakened. So you may just be, you know, have a gift of teaching. But then later on, as you get older and you kind of mold into things, you're teaching other kids on the playground how to do things without realizing it's that gift in operation. But then as you, you get older, because you're helping people and doing things with such a kind heart, you may have a gift of hospitality where you're just welcoming and you just welcome people. And and no matter where you are and what atmosphere, you're just a welcoming person. Everybody does not have that. And so it's interesting that you say when you talk about gifts, you're using God's gifts, but then there's mm -hmm. other things like you talked about Moses, that he's able to bring out in you. And and you, you know, being a mom, I know there's things that you've discovered about yourself um, yeah. since you have been, you became a mom, a new mom. And so we keep evolving, finding out who we are, which you said were uniquely, uniquely designed, strategically gifted by God, you know, when you use that particular scripture and things. And so God creates new gifts. That's exciting for people to hear because you don't have to be stuck just saying, okay, I'm going to be a school teacher the rest of my life, all my life, or just teaching. But there's other things that can be awakened in you. How do you feel about that? Because here God is just saying, hey, I'm not done with you yet. <laughs> That's amazing. We're, nobody is done until you're dead. And then even mm. then in heaven, mm. I, we, uh, I, I think my pastor talked about it recently, that in heaven, we're going to have tasks. We're not just mm. going to be sitting around playing a harp. We'll have things to do. So mm. it'll be amazing uh, to see what else he thinks of us. Wow. Okay. So here's a little creative goofiness. Um, when I read the scripture, just because I am different, I'm sure I have different perspective on things. Different and gifts. I didn't pull up the verse, uh, but we could look it up, I suppose. But it's in Revelations yeah. where God talks about having his own his own name for you. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then think about this. He's the creator of all things, right? Mm -hmm. Including sound. So mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that his name, your name is going to sound like human vocal cords. You Ooh. could sound like the blast of an elephant and the wind blowing through the trees and a drop in the water all at the same time. Like, I don't, <laughs> who knows what your, your cacophony of sound is going to be for your name. Wow. Now that's, now that's interesting. That is really, really interesting. How has God challenged you um, with your natural gifts? I'll say it that way, because that's really interesting. When you say God created sound, you forget that all of these sounds in the world wind blowing through the trees, the sounds of the elephants, the lion's roar, you know, yeah. the flatter of the butterfly or the bird's wing, that sound. And and what would it be like to just listen to sound all day and just, that's it. You're not saying anything. You're just listening to the sounds of the cars and babies, anything that's happening and going on, even music, you know, um, yeah. and I know there'll be music. So how has God's 
uh, gift challenge you? Because you know what your gift is. I mean, you know, there's a lot of them, but how are some of the gifts that you have challenged you? Because you just can't pop out and be Nikki all the time. And when you're standing in the line at, at you know, waiting to get your Starbucks coffee. <laughs> well, I'm a fairly, okay, so I have gifting and I, I know God has given me a lot of these different things, but mm-hmm. to, haha. <laughs> It's difficult to focus. And so there's been seasons where I'll focus in, on one thing or another. And the challenge is that when I'm working on a skill, yeah, you start yeah. with a gift, but then you develop skill mm-hmm. that when it gets difficult, it's often very tempting to quit Whoa. and move on to something else. Wow. Before wow. I've gotten to a place where he's maybe done with me about that. So early on, when I felt like God released me into following my passions of performance art as my career, that okay, and He did that through the story of Jonah. Mm. I had the story of this. Okay, if people ever wonder how does God speak, one of the ways He speaks is if He brings something up biblical to you over and over and over. Yeah, I was watching a Christian television station. I don't even remember what the television the show was, but a dad was reading the book of Jonah to his son. Hmm. I went to church and he started a sermon on series on Jonah. Uh, wow. The Bible study people at a d- different from my church started uh, a series from Priscilla, Priscilla Schreier on the voice of God and Jonah and other things. And I was wow. just like, oh, no, it was Jonah, not the voice of God. Sorry. Hmm. So it just yeah. kept coming up and like rapid succession. And I was praying about, doing um performance art full time because i'm not going to do a lot of the things that are very popular in oh. hollywood okay i have some standards and some things that i don't think i want to do mm. and so i was like how am i gonna who's gonna hire me what heck so while i didn't maybe make it yet to yeah. you know that standard and in my mind He used the book of Jonah, the story of Jonah, to show that out of my own fears, out of my own looking at where he was sending me, I was not wanting to go. Wow. Wow. I was, I mean, I was like, I'm not Jonah. I'm willing to do whatever, right? Mm. I looked at the whale. I looked at the people. I was like, who am I in this story? Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) But I was refusing to go and I was scared to go do what he told me to do. Mm. So I did pursue acting. I used AMTC Actors, Models and Talent for Christ in 2014 to help train me to go into the industry in a Christ-centered, but Mm. also professional way. They helped, yeah, they helped focus me. They helped say, hey, you've got a lot of raw talent that you haven't fully developed yet. So Mm. keep working. And I was just like, oh, you know, you get a sense of, you know, overinflated idea of yourself when you have yeah. all these giftings sometimes and you're like, ah, I've got it going on and no, mm. you don't. <laughs> you need to work a little bit harder. Um, so that was really helpful. I had, I've done some TV work. I've done yeah. some short film. I started with the stand-up. So when God released me to go to Tarshish or whatever, I can't say the word that is a tongue twister. <laughs> I cast my nets very wide I did all of the things all at the same time. I didn't have children. I could. Oh, okay. Yes. And as a massage therapist, I can write my own ticket with my job. Yeah. 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 So I cast my net very wide and the things that popped up 
well, everything did pretty well, but stand up, improv, and voiceover were the three that really hit. Mm. Wow, so, interesting. Yeah, and audiobook narration specifically, not commercials. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So those are the three that I would say from here going out that I will focus on. Mm. And if mm. God directs me in a different way and gives me other opportunity, awesome. Mm-hmm. But wow. uh, that's where I'm at without all that right now. Well, you know, you, you you mentioned the voiceovers and 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 you do so many different characters and things like that. I know that uh, since you're a Bible person, um, I, I want you to just for a moment, think of one of your favorite scriptures that you have in the Bible as one of your characters, that person that is in the backyard by the woods, just <laughs> doing what she's doing, saying what's going on in the in that voice. I want you to quote your favorite scripture and explain that scripture to people that may not understand it or may not get it. They might have heard it, but they need to hear it from what's the character's name that is that character that's out there in the <laughs> in the backyard. Suburban survivalist. Suburban survivalist. That's who I'm looking for to give us your favorite scripture as suburban survivalist. Okay, suburban survivalist here coming to you with your tip of the day. Uh, Zephaniah 317. It's a really good verse. You should probably hang on to that verse. It is the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love and rejoice over you with singing. So that's the suburban survivalist. And it is so funny because she's out there and she's looking to the left, looking to the right as if somebody's coming after her or something. It's it's funny. Um, give us another one of your favorite characters or voiceovers that you do, because it just I do a lot of Scottish accent. I do a lot of it. There's a great book out there and it's called The Wonky Donkey. And there's a YouTube video of a grandmother reading it to her wee bairn and she dies laughing and that's great. And that baby is looking at her like, you have lost your marbles. But I do this book. I actually take the book when I'm invited over to somebody's baby shower and I impromptu, I maybe don't even tell them I'm going to do it. I read the book of Wonky Donkey at the Bible, at, at the baby shower. It's lots of fun. <laughs> telling you it is so awesome it is so awesome just hanging out with her you 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 she puts a smile on your face and when she does improv the best answers i mean you guys have to look up his line where she's starring it it's a television series from well-versed comedy and she is just stellar she's really really stellar and talking a little bit about well-versed comedy what are some of the shows that are coming up some of the locations because i know you guys have been really really busy just about on tour (laughs) tour (laughs) dave has hit it hard this year i get uh, hats off to him he is keeping the group group together expanding it finding bookings we are in a little bit of a pickle right now. The uh, Our location, our kind of home base is uh, in turmoil. There's some structural issues okay. Okay. that might mean we can't meet at the building anymore. Sounds like you're in Washington. Yeah. <laughs> There's some issues. Right. So we're working on that. We uh, have a show next Saturday. It's, uh-huh. So it's supposed to be at the uh, Lombard Assembly Church off of North in Lombard, Illinois. Okay. But we might need a new location. Hmm. And that's where we're at for that one. So (laughs) a little bit up in the air, but God is faithful and we'll figure it out. If anybody would like to offer a new home to well-versed comedy. There you go. And this is, 
That's right. That's right. You guys, you got to be able to reach out and we're going to give you the contact information a little bit later on how to get a hold of, um, of um, Nikki because she can be able to get you in contact with Vilverse Comedy. H- how has God just surprised you? Because when you look back over the years of all the things that have happened, um, and I, and I, and I'm saying that because I want you to talk about, about the two little guys and you have you've had more children, but let's talk a little bit about that story because mother's day is coming up this coming weekend. And, um, I just want to know how God has surprised you and give us the story of the family a little bit. Absolutely. First surprise would be that I bought my husband on the internet for $30. <laughs> uh, he was not anything I expected him to be. He is my African prince. Oh, right. Uh, All right. He was born and raised in West Africa. Okay. um, On the mission field. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so he's more African than he is American. Okay. He's been way more Americanized now. But when I first got married, definitely more African. Okay. And I had um, somebody from West Africa ask me, well, what do you mean by that? And Mm. I said, let's see, um, walk slow, runs fast. Oh. And she died laughing and knew exactly what I meant. So, <laughs> so that's, that's still mainly his personality for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so I, I thought I needed somebody who was going to join me on stage, who mm. was going to go on tour with me, yeah, who was yeah. going to write stuff with me yeah. and, and dive into this thing. Cause I love people. I love being with people. I love connecting yeah. with people creatively. Yeah. yeah. That is not how my husband and I connect at mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. but he is my biggest cheerleader and the yeah. best audience i've ever had yeah. if i make him laugh it's a bigger prize than anybody else so mm-hmm. that um is my very sweet husband mm-hmm. he has uh been behind me pursuing my gifts and dreams for a very long time he has wow. and yeah wow. to the point we put off having kids for a while he was pursuing his career as well mm-hmm. uh, even extra schooling and that type of thing so yeah we started our journey of trying to expand our family in 2017. 17, okay. Which I would have been 37 at the time. So that's, okay. yeah, that's a little bit older to start yeah. having the babies. And <laughs> I had two miscarriages six months apart. They were mm. early on, but that still is really hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I had a kiddo in 2019. Mm-hmm. And then we started to try again uh, to kind of create like a two year gap between our, ki- our kids. Yeah. And I yeah. had another miscarriage in between those two. But then oh. a month after um, that miscarriage, I got pregnant with my fifth kid, but second born child. Wow. Wow. And how old? What are the ages of the two boys? Three and a half and one and a half. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And- that has been life changing. That has been very life changing. It has. And uh, but God is good. I, I just want to say this. It's Mother's Day. So that for me, it was important mm-hmm. to name my children. And I think part of the biggest grief and the thing that people maybe don't know how to help moms who have gone through a miscarriage is whether it's your first or your 17th, oh. there's still a life and no, they didn't last that long, but the mom's connection to this person is that her hopes and dreams were already 18 years in advance or more, right? Like you have the kid inside of you, the moment that you know you're pregnant, you're like, and then they're going to give me grandkids and we're going to go to Grand Caymans together. And like, you are already off Mm -hmm. dreaming about what's going to be. 
Right, right. When when you have a multiple miscarriage, you don't dream as much. Mm. And for me, in both of my pregnancies, I didn't really allow myself to be excited about being pregnant until I knew it was past that average time of a kid being able to survive outside of the womb. Oh, wow. Wow. Now, after the first baby, and then you, you had another miscarriage after that. Right. So Hazael was in August and okay. then Mara Hope was in January, February, somewhere around there. And then I got pregnant again. I don't remember when, but then in August of 2019, I gave birth to Evan. And then about a year and a half later, uh, December, <laughs> that was a real fun uh cold area, whatever. So oh. I, we picked up and moved from Texas up here in five weeks. Oh, that was a very quick turnover. I had to shut down a business, sell a house and say goodbye to all my friends mm. and find another place to live in five weeks. That mm. that's that, nuts. That's a lot. That's a lot. And in the middle of having just had two, two, uh, miscarriages, mm. I found out a few months later that I was then pregnant, but, um, when I, the Zion was my third baby who's in heaven mm -hmm. and he was uh December that we lost him. And my dad had Parkinson's. Oh, and so that's a slow death. And yeah. At, yeah. we were at the tail end of his journey and with Parkinson's there. So I lost a baby, got pregnant again. Dad died. Everybody in my family got COVID, which meant I couldn't go to my dad's funeral. Oh my, oh my. All within six weeks. Mm, that's a lot. That's a lot. And and that's the reason why, you know, when you have a scripture that you have to be really, you're a faith-based person and you hold on to God and his promises and understanding where you are in your relationship with God, you know, keeping your feet planted on the ground and just knowing how to pray and to call on him. I know that's very, very, very important um, to you. Now, some people would say things are happening in your life and, you know, like, especially right now, and that this is manifesting. And I know that you don't like that word manifest. So explain to us why you don't like the word manifest, because some people say, but yeah, but you got two children and this happened and you're in your home and you're doing stand up and you're doing improv and, you know, you're doing, uh, you're a massage therapist. So life is manifesting for you. But why don't you like that term manifest? <laughs> I like a different alternative spelling of it. Okay. Okay. As in manna fest, mm. as in a party of, of, um, unique, uh, what's the word, the P word provision, yeah. unique provision from God. Mm. So if you want to talk about manna fest, um, like when he did with the, in, in the wilderness. Yeah. Mm. In, in that framework that works mm. where the word manifest has been not used correctly is to say me out of my power, I'm going to think really hard about this thing mm. and say these words outside or make a vision board so that I can focus myself onto getting this thing done. Wow. Wow. That's you making something happen. Mm. Mm. You're wow. not, you, if you want to manifest something under God and allow him to be sovereign over that, because I didn't manifest my children being in heaven before I got to meet them. I didn't manifest that. Wow. Wow. You know, but God shows that for me. 
So mm-hmm. you have to have the right relationship to say, whether you're going to give me good, whether you're going to give me bad, you're the creator, God, and you can do whatever you want with it. Mm. And while it may hurt and it's not real fun to go through those things, he is the creator, always is the creator, always will be the creator, and he will make something good happen. So what's the actual miracle that you never get to go through anything hard or that when you go through something hard, he gets you through it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What's the bigger miracle? Wow. Wow. The second one, the second you didn't crumple, one. you didn't die. You kept going. Yeah. There were moments there where I thought yeah. I was going to die. Yeah. 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 I was on my bed by myself mm-hmm. crying for a while, very angry. God and I didn't talk for a while. I was very mad, mm. but I had people come and bring me food. I had a husband who stayed with me and who didn't get lost and all of that. My family came down and visited, mm-hmm. you know, cause they're all up here. Yes, supported me. And so God will create provision for you. Wow. And then I just am marveled by his intense love that you you can shake your fist at him and he can still look at you and be like, oh, baby, I know. Oh, wow. And try to draw you into a hug. Mm. But like a temperamental two year old, you're like, I don't want a hug. You're the one who caused me not to have what I want. (laughs) <laughs> and he was, and he's like, no, no, you, but you really need it. <laughs> wow. That, that is really touching and moving and going through what you've been through. Um, we know that God has brought you through that. What would you say to a person is this mother's day weekend is upon us in a couple of days to a person that has gone through the hurt, you know, from a miscarriage, possibly the shame, possibly, like you said, being angry at God, especially if there's more than one, um, miscarriage that they might've had, or a person that's just yearning to be a mom for the very mm-hmm. first time. And it's difficulty upon difficulty upon difficulty. What would you say to a person, a woman that is going through that? And even the husband that is like, we're just tired of trying. And the wife is like, just one more time, you know, she's trying. What would you say to a person out there that's going through that struggle? Because you've been there, done that, and you survived. Mm-hmm. And um, from that that um that heart that you have speaking from heart to heart to a mother what would you say to her to help her to hold on that god can make a difference and bring her that gift i would point to scripture where we find the heart of christ mm-hmm. and that he mourns with those who mourn and he rejoices with those who rejoice we have not been promised to have everything easy mm-hmm. I don't see that in the scripture at all. It says you'll have trouble, but take heart. I've overcome the world. Mm. And you have to, you have to look through his lens at life, at yourself and at what happens to you Mm. and what you've been given to dealt with. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. if he wants you to go through it, he's going to create a provision for you to get there Mm -hmm. for the moms and dads out there who are trying to build a family and it's not happening at all. I would say, just keep keep yourself under his wing. He'll let you know if if that's how you he wants to grow your family or if he has another plan for you to grow your family. You wow. just have to stay in his in his presence and walking with him and he will let you know and he'll take you through the, some things. Wow. Being a Christian doesn't mean you're automatically going to make all the right choices. Doesn't mean you're no longer sinning ever again in your life. It mm-hmm. means you have your eternity secured. Wow. Wow. Say that again, because that's so important because people 
just give up. They they don't have hope. They figure, what's the use? I've made a mistake. I fall down. You know, um, there's a song about you fall down, but you get up again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and Donnie McClurklin. But for the people that, like I said, they're trying or they just may say, hey, you know what? What's the use? You know, what you just said is powerful. Is powerful. Well, and what our goals are may not be what God's goals are for us. He may... He may send you down a path and what he wants you to find out is how to walk on cobblestone rather than how to get to go see this monument or whatever. The monument may not be his destination for you. It may be strengthening your feet and your steadiness as you walk through a crazy path. Wow. 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 That's that's good. I don't know how you're able to preach and do all of that at the same time and comedy at the same time. You know, how do you study the word of God? Because that was very rich what you said, that that was very rich and impactful. How do you study the word of God? I mean, being a comic, being an improv person, uh, you know, a massage therapist as well, all of that mixed up together. How do you study the word of God and, and, and come up with this deep, deep revelations? Well, one of the easiest ways to start with uh, is, so Psalms, uh, here's one of the things. If you're like, ah, daily devotion. Okay, first of all, let me just say, I don't always have time to sit down and I need mm. to make the time. You have to make an appointment with God. Mm. Like you would make an appointment with anything else. Are you mm. going to miss out on going out with your friend on the weekend? You probably shouldn't miss, you know, talking to the creator of the universe about your life and what he wants from you. And if you have questions about what he wants you to do, if you haven't read your Bible, well, that's kind of the first step. He wrote it down. Mm. Um, and things are Hebrews for 417, 413 Hebrews. Mm. Yeah. The word of God is living and active, living and yeah. active, sharper than any two edged sword, able yeah. to cut through. Marrow bone and, bone. and marrow, oh, soul yeah. and spirit. Yeah, yeah. Like I didn't know there was a division between soul and spirit, but God did, and He knows how yeah. to cut there. I'm like, ah, yeah. what? That's not obvious to me. <laughs> so you first have to be understanding who you are versus who you are, who God is. Mm. Your life is very temporal. This is just a exercise. Your eternity. Here's a long rope. Mm. There, here to here. Mm -hmm. Here's your life. Boop, right there. So in where should you be focusing on this little bit or should you be focusing on the, the other bit, the long bit of eternity? So you one of the ways you can study the Bible, which was your pointed topic, is first understand where you are versus who God is. And you have yeah. to go at it from that frame when you're reading these things. OK, okay? through God's lens, not your own lens. Mm. Open your mind to that. Yeah. Then when you're reading these scriptures, uh, how you can study, there's a great website called BibleGateway.com. Yeah. Where yeah. you can type in like a topic that's there's topical studies. And so then all these verses will come up about it. So one of my favorite words to study in the Bible that I go back to often is mm. the word able. Say that again. L-E. Oh, ab able. And all the verses that come up about God is able to do this or that through Christ, you are able blah, 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 blah. And so all these verses that help you understand God's power. That's one. You can do all sorts of things. Love, death, money. Yeah. 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 Everything. Know, all, yeah. You know, sex, whatever it is. Right. There's right. Right. All these different things. And so topical yeah. would be one. Okay. But it's also very important. A, a um, cross references is important. So you look at the, the, the new Testament, because that's okay. kind of where it feels like the 
the crux of it is for us Christians where Christ talked and lived, but it's important to see what Christ referenced. Hmm. What did he talk about in the old Testament Hmm. to understand that the whole Bible is just one big God story. Wow. It's interesting. I like that. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was with God in the beginning. The word was God in the beginning. Yeah. The word is Jesus. So he's been there throughout the whole thing. He was in the beginning, Adam and Eve, they fell. Oh, okay. Now we need a savior. How are we going to do that? Let's build all this lineage. So people understand how God is going to create a savior over here on the timeline to help out with where Adam and Eve messed up. Mm. So all of the old Testament is building up to a story to say, you can't do it on your own. You're not good enough Mm -hmm. to do all of these laws. Yeah. Yeah. So then Jesus comes to say, I am the fulfillment of these laws that you couldn't do on your own. You need mm. me. Mm. And so it's just the whole Bible is that. Wow. Wow. Can I say this about Revelation real quick? Sure, a lot of people sure. are scared right now. Yeah, that's true. And that is a very good thing to read is about fear. Because what he tells you over and over, do not fear. Have no fear. Don't be mm. afraid. Yeah. And yeah. I like to use comedy to laugh at things we're afraid of. Right. And that's honestly where suburban survivalists came from is oh. kind of my own ridiculousness. When I got afraid, I'm like, I got to stock up on food. Mm-hmm. What am I going to do when all the currency goes to digital and nobody knows how to do anything anymore between people? And mm-hmm. uh, so a lot of the suburban survivalists is yeah. making fun of the human Preser- uh, things that we're doing to try to preserve life and ourselves, God's going to make a way. Sure, be the ant who makes the storehouses. Sure, mm-hmm. try to plan for the future and all of that. But you don't have all that much control over things. And it's you're just going to have to know God and you're going to have wow. to need him. You do. You do have to know God, especially in times like these with change, complexity, overwhelming competition, stuff is going on in other countries and wars and things like that. You do have to know God and actually have a sense of humor as well. Do you think that God, when you just got to talk about revelation and things going on, do you think that God has a sense of humor? Because some people say yes. And some people like, it's so much stuff going on. Where is God? But do you think that God has a sense of humor? And if he has a sense of humor um, with the person that you talked about that I think was British or or something like that Scottish or whatever how would you describe God having a sense of humor in today's world with all of this stuff going on and all of this stuff happening and and God is supposed to look down there and be like does he have a sense of humor with all of this mess you know what I'm saying so in that person with that person and that personality and that voice Explain to us down here what's going on if God has a sense of humor with all this craziness going on. Explain some of the craziness in that character. <laughs> well, okay. Well, I'm going to do it. I can do Scottish or I could do my Russian one. I feel like that's what's that's it. To bubble up. Can we do that? Yes. Okay. So I am Natasha, the massage terrorist. And uh, I like to, sometimes I have to create pain in my massage plan in order for things to get worked out of your body okay and so i you know for god he would probably tell you you go through hard time oh okay why don't you look at me i am much bigger than your hard time okay 
I love people. I love everybody. I want everybody to come to me. I have told you. I have written it down. I am just giving everybody opportunity. Choose me or not choose me. Unfortunately, sometimes I look for you. People are dead. Well, here's the thing. I am above all of that. If you want to have eternal life and you want to be happy, hello, here I am. That's that's what God would probably tell you. And that you is keep so- looking to me. Stop looking right in front of your face. <laughs> and that's what we're talking about, folks. I mean, I'm telling you, this person, you have to check her out. How can people get in contact with you for stand up improvisation voiceover show host to be a host for their particular function? How can they get in contact with you to be able to put some laughter on their face and in their soul? I mean, because you bring the heat when you're on stage. You definitely bring Thank the heat. Thank you. <laughs> yes, it, it, I appreciate that a lot. I would probably say you could email me or you could call me. It's probably the best way to get a hold of me. I am a okay. mom, so there's <laughs> I don't do that much for free anymore. Because if you're going to entice me away from my children, you're going to have to pay me. Um, yeah. And uh, you could come and get a massage from me, but usually it doesn't work that my audience comes and gets a massage. <laughs> but uh, that's okay. If you want to, you can. I do a lot of elbow work. Um, mm. But yeah, my telephone number is 815-483-5285. And because the kids are, I'm around the kids all the time, I'm, you might have to send me a text or leave a message and I'll get back to you when they're not um, needing all of my hands. And then, because I only have the two. Um, and, and then... Uh, if email is better for you, Nikki Haynar at Gmail. Okay. So N I C C I H E J N A R at gmail.com. Well, folks, we have been talking to Nikki Haynar today. Um, the comic extraordinaire. I mean, she, I just love her and her comedy. And when you catch her on Facebook or TikTok, wherever she is, it will put a smile on your face. And this is what it's all about using your gifts to impact the world. And that's what she's doing. And I love the fact that she's impacting the people where she's at. She's not trying to run to Hollywood or run to another country, even though she speaks like people in different countries, but she's bringing the laughter to the people that she meets, everyday people. And uh, if you did not hear this entire broadcast, I want you to visit our website at www.road2eternity.net. Her information will be on there. Um, this whole podcast, I want you to share it. Make someone laugh. Put a smile on someone's face today because this is the reason why we do Gifted, to share people like Nikki that can help you to smile, that can help you to look at life a little bit differently. She's a person that is just using her gifts. Um, she's unapologetic about her faith and her belief in God. And that's what we love because she's a person that can help you not just put a smile on your face, but help you to point you into a direction, into a positive direction to somebody bigger than you and I. And so that's what's important. We want you to subscribe to this podcast, tell people about this podcast, and definitely, definitely share this one because this one is going down in the books. We're going to have to have you come back again um, and, and talk to you again, see what's happening. Um, I love our family, Wellverse Comedy. They're awesome. Dave and the Crow Troop, we love them as well. We love you guys. <laughs> and I want you guys to check her out. Check out Wellverse Comedy. They're they're touring right now. They have a lot of dates on the books. And if you have a location that you would like to help them with, 
so that they can practice and do some shows, please get in contact with us. And uh, we will definitely pass that on to uh, Dave as well so that he can be able to get in contact with you or donations. You know, Nikki's taking donations. She's got kids right now. Okay. She's trying to stay. She's trying to keep herself occupied from pulling out her hair and things like that. But at any rate, thank you all for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to Gifted with Sheila White. We hope you understand how your gifts can make an impact on the world. Gifted with Sheila White is produced by Road to Eternity, a film and television production company.